tight, man. Well, you got to wake up, man. I, I'm gonna let me tickle you. We're gonna let me get tickle you. Out of here on yeah, God, you got this. Catch what up. What have I done to myself Catch this up. week? I've done. I beat myself up a little bit. It's every week. I've done man. a lot of stuff. Yeah, it's every week, man. Yeah, it's every week. It's a grind. Doesn't I, stop. I love recording this podcast. Can do I say you? That? I do. You say that? Yeah, you can say that. I enjoy it. I, I do too. You've said that a few times. I enjoy it. Has it been a while? That. Has it been like a month since we've been down here or something? About, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. roughly. That's what it it's kind of usually what it goes out for. Like you know, if we double up and every yeah. other kind of equates. Right. Do a phone or two. Yeah. Something uh, cool comes along, we do a yeah. phone or yeah. So this is the exciting episode. This is episode 194. No mustard, all ketchup. All ketchup. Uh, we've we've. I I have a few sort of topics related to the movies I've seen that I wanted to get in. Sure. And I know you guys have seen some movies that I haven't seen that that people might be curious to hear about. So this is going to be sort of a. A real old-fashioned grab bag mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. Um, Speed round. Yeah. Oh, man. But just in case people are wondering what the hell it is that they're listening to, what's the name of this show? Movie Schmovie. Okay. I've got that. Now, what's your name? Ron. All right. Now, what's my name? John. And what's his name? Steven. All right. Is this true? <laughs> I don't know why I said Steven. I can Steven. confirm. I yeah. I said it less, it's so Our formal with Steven. Yeah. <laughs> does anyone go, Does do you go by Steven with anybody? No. You don't have like an aunt? Every family member calls me Stevie. No, right. Stevie. Really? Yeah. When then... your wife gets mad at you, does she call Steven? No. no. Uh, actually, I'll take that back. Sometimes I've heard her say Steven. <laughs> if I piss her off or right. do something she knows. We should try to explain something. Something that I know you. she would not have wanted me to do, but I went and did anyway. Mm-hmm. You right, know, right. like went and saw a movie that, you know, I probably should have went home or something. Right, right. That'll be only, that's pretty common though. Usually you hear that full name. If that's the kind of trouble you're getting into, Steve, I'm then a badass motherfucker. You're yeah, a pretty right? nice man. It's not bad. <laughs> that is not bad at all. <laughs> Damn you for going to the movies. How dare you? I yeah. wanted to see that with you. That's like the extent of our argument. It's like, right, right. how did you see that without me? <laughs> like, you need to go see it again. You want, you know that, right? It's like you went ahead and ate without me, and you yeah. want to be like, honey, I hope you realized. Yes, that was rude of me, but I all hope right. you realized that a trip to Arby's, if that's like what we'd be talking to the marriage counselor yes. about. <laughs> I can make that happen right now. Yeah, right. Let's just go. My yeah. girlfriend's the same way. Like if I ha- if I see something without her that she wants to see, right. she's like, "We're seeing it again." Yeah, and you're gonna act like you didn't see it yep. before. Yeah, seriously, you're totally. gonna walk in backwards. <laughs> walk- We're gonna rewind <laughs> and then play. Yeah. Right. Right. Wow, this yeah. looks good. Right, right. No spoilers. No mm-hmm. good stuff. Good so stuff. Cool. Actually, I think most of the things that I'm talking about today, I saw without her. Oh, but no. in most cases. It was for her well-being. That right, she right. So, Ronald, movies. when you do that with Aaron, when you go back and see something with her, mm-hmm. does she, do you, does she sense you sitting there looking at her at certain parts to see no, how she'll react? No. I, I genuinely, I don't know what this is. Man, do you do that though? When when you're I, watching something yeah. with somebody and there's like all a part the damn time, I punch it up. I punch it up. <laughs> what? What the heck? Or if I see her like phasing out, I'm like, look, 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 look. oh boy, you this is gonna be good. <laughs> I punch it up a little bit. Well, I like sit up, like <laughs> so she sees that visual cue, like pay the yeah. fuck attention. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. It's so funny, man. It must be annoying to live with us. <laughs> I I actually have a lot of fun seeing a movie with her because I mm-hmm. feel like I turn into like the movie's hype man. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, it's about to happen. Like <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, she can see me getting excited, especially if it's something that she knew I loved. Yeah, and I'm taking her again, or like you know, it's just it's it's fun. I get yeah. excited. No, it's true. More often than not, when Nikki sees a movie, it's 
if it's not something we're all excited to see together, it's because mm-hmm. I've said, check this yeah, out. Yeah, it's, it's worth and it. And so there is a little bit of that. Like, oh, for me, it's just like, oh, cool, now we can talk about it. Yeah. Or I can talk yeah. to you about it. Because, you know, it's, I remember when she and I used to talk about things that didn't have to do with, like, running a house or raising yeah. a kid. Right, right. So it's fun to have those sort of, like, you would like this, I think. And then they like it. And you're yeah. like, oh, shoot, yes. I'm, I yeah, still... Yeah. Still understand. Because if you it fail, up. you failed as a person. Yeah. It's like, hmm. why would you think I like something like mm-hmm. this if you... I get it. <clears throat> you liked that? <laughs> right? Yeah. Judgment. Yeah, what a what a stab <laughs> in the heart. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, that's... <laughs> <laughs> that is so Aaron. Like, really? <laughs> okay. Interesting. Huh. <laughs> cool. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I always like those moments where someone's like... Um... <laughs> I see how it is, you know. This <laughs> yeah. complete judgment. Okay, well that's new. That's new. All right, all right. All right. I, I love it when like we when we do this. Like I'll see a movie with her after the fact that something spe- like that I liked, and I thought for sure like you'll be in it. <laughs> but like she completely like I missed the mark entirely. Yeah. And she just kind of she gets kind of like as excited as I was to show her. She's the opposite. Like you like that? Yeah. Right. You know, it's like. Really? It's like it's like what you're yeah. saying, but there's a lot of emotion behind yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like and and like and you're like, okay, cool. Like it sucks you didn't like it. I, yeah. I I thought you'd like it. And she's like, but then it's like another. She has to get that stab in. Like, I just did not like that. Yeah. You know, it's like that last sentence yeah. has to come in there. Like, no, no, no. I yeah, it was not good. I'm like, That's I got fun. it. You did not like that movie. <laughs> I did. You didn't. Right. Cool. Like, it's and, then, okay. and then like five minutes later, it's like. Nah, that was not good. <laughs> <laughs> next, next day, yeah. I just can't believe you like that. Yes, yes. Right. She's I like can't remember about... the last one that happened to, but it, it's happened for sure. My girlfriend's like that about food, specifically yeah. about food. If I love something and she doesn't like it, she will... She never the blues forget, about yeah, it. Yeah, never let you forget it. No, She's just very indifferent it's about fun. it sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, catch-up episode. Catch up. Episode. So many movies to talk so about in some amount of short time. Yes, mm-hmm. but before we get to movies, I had a couple of news items I sure. wanted to talk Let's to you guys it. about. Let's do it. The first news item. We have like a news jingle you can play. Like I'll figure something out. <laughs> okay, get it in there, John. Um, this week, it made the news that Daniel Day Lewis is retiring from acting, and I just was—I just thought that was an interesting announcement. It was one of those announcements where it was like a representative announced it, and then yeah. the, they, they I, it always is kind of freaky to me when they add, and and this is the last thing we're going to say about this matter. But what do you think of that when someone who's what he's sixty, sixty, yeah, so I, he's pretty young, but he's also a guy who in recent years doesn't take on that many roles. Right. We've only been in how many movies? Twenty nine movies. I looked. Oh wow! I well, tw- I, I, well, he had twenty nine. You know what? He had twenty nine acting credits. Oh, okay, so he okay. must have done some television. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I was thinking like the lead roles. Yeah, like, lead roles. He hasn't, he hasn't been had in a, a ton. lot. I know. Like 10, 8? So when people, artsy-fartsy people like <laughs> Daniel Day-Lewis, who all these mystery, mysterious... A guy who, if he's going to play someone who works on shoes, yeah. he goes off to, to yeah. Venice and, and yes. apprentices under a, a cobbler for, yes. for five years or something. Right, right. When people announce things like this, I want to say, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Only because, like, all right, like Joe Pesci. Did Joe Pesci do a... Did he uh, announce? I don't think so. I just... I'm not saying Joe Pesci and Daniel Day-Lewis are on the same level. I'm not saying that. It's just something about... Well, maybe you should. I think Joe Pesci of, made more Gone Fishing movies than Daniel Day-Lewis made movies. Yeah. That's probably... That. Yes. You're absolutely <laughs> Don't right. Don't check my math right. on that. <laughs> There's something about the art of the announcement that just doesn't seem good. I just wonder why. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, it's... it. I mean, 
my only feeling on it is to start getting publicity for that P.T. Anderson movie. Yeah, and That's I think it. he hates the industry. Phantom I'm, Threat, I'm, totally, it, yeah. Kind of like, jo- I mean, I hate to throw his name in the pot, but Johnny Depp apparently really hates the industry. So much so that he's left the country. Oh, you, you mean know? so much? So much so, so much. he's decided to take it down from the inside of every movie that yeah, comes out, <laughs> one by one, one movie at a time. He's, he's in one movie that I want to see him in and that I think looks great, and I don't mind that he's in it because I think he's the guy who gets murdered. <laughs> yeah, right. But the murder on the Orient Express. Yeah, he yeah. actually looks. That looks it, so good, guys. It fits his it's, character. It, it looks great. That trailer gets me excited. Dude, right. That poster I too. I haven't yeah. seen the poster. Oh my god! Do you guys it, know the story? I know of it. I've, I'm not very versed in it, and I don't want to be. No. Well, let me put it this way: the, it, it's it's got a great hook. That's okay. all I'll say. If someone explained it to you, it would ruin the fun. But to okay. me, gotcha. even knowing what it is, I love that they're playing like the reveal of Hercule Poirot, who is this detective, as like. If you're a fan of this, yeah. you hear that name and you see it's Kenneth Branagh and you go like, oh, this is going to be good. If you don't know anything about it, you're like, this seems iconic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, There's yeah. something totally about it that, that just way. seems yeah. that way when it goes I through I felt the like car, I was missing something a little it bit. It introduces yeah. all the characters. I mean, honestly, of all the trailers I've seen recently, I believe that one had me like sitting forward. That yeah. was like a movie my mom loved when I was a kid, oh, the okay. Albert Finney version, and we watched it and it was like one it was it's a creepy story. Murders on a train are creepy. Yeah. And the right. backdrop of that story is creepy. Um there's like a crime behind a crime. I think it's ripe for a current version. And when I saw this trailer and I saw how people were reacting, I was like I could totally see like what the hook is, what the story actually is. I could see them doing it just great, and it—I it, mean, it, honestly, it could be—it could be a fantastic, fun time at the movies. Yeah, so I, I can't I, wait. When was the last time you saw a mystery? Just a very a, good, a legit mystery, mystery that I'm telling legit. you has a great resolution. Really, if they really? do it right, it's got a great the, resolution. The trailer is shot so well when it's just panning down the train, and they have the description of who each person mm-hmm. is. I've not, I haven't seen anything like that yeah. before, so it's it it was very very. It's very confident, and it's like got that, that thing yeah. of using like yes. anachronistic pop music with a period piece, and yeah. it works beautifully. Yeah I, yeah, I wasn't. You know how I feel about modern music yeah. and old things, and it it worked. Man. I think for you trailers, loved especially, it in, uh, was it Pan? Was it Pan? What was it called? <laughs> what was it called? I love Pan. It Pan. Was, yeah, I loved it. The Hugh Jackman. Fuck. Fuck you for that. <laughs> That's my benchmark for your love of modern music. I, I wanted to kill that. But I remember. I wanted to fucking just tear the screen down. Just take a big sword. Like just, a swashbuckling moment. Like, just like hook. A hook, yeah. Yeah, just... Oh, God. Um, that movie. Yeah, murder, murder on the Orient Express. Yes. It looks, it looks so, so good. good. Can't what, wait. Does it come out I, in 2017? Yeah, this fall. This fall. Oh, that's soon. Yeah, and Brannig, I think, is... I'm all yeah. confident in that dude. Right. No, he's right. he's okay. he's good stuff. Um, I, I I we got on a tangent. From yeah, Daniel yeah, Day no, Lewis. no, that's cool. So, what are your thoughts on that, Steve? When I don't when, care. When you don't really care. I mean, I, I right. respect and admire yeah. him, and he's one of the greatest of, so of, of this gener of that generation, whatever generation. <sighs> um, I'm just saying, like you know, like you think about who his peers are, right? And really, I don't yeah. know who who really touches him, you know, in terms of performance. Oscars, you know, the strength of. Perf- strength of performance yeah. you know you can you know you'll talk tom hanks and like you'll have people like denzel you know it, just age-wise like right. in that ballpark um but i don't know that many of them really kind of touch like the the type of actor he is right the method yeah. acting and like just the fucking all he's in. synonymous with that yeah. like i think that he is you, the name you mention yeah, when absolutely. you want to say 
oh, I'm not into that Daniel Day-Lewis type Style. thing. Or to yeah. say, oh, he's like that Daniel Day-Lewis type of actor. And everyone knows that means it's totally immersed in the character. Yeah. I always think that sounds like maybe an annoying person to live with if he's like got to be Abraham Lincoln for six months while right. he's shooting <laughs> that film. But I think when you see those movies and you see the performances, oh. you're like, okay, I get it. Yeah, I, I, see, it. I see why you did that because that was different from someone just acting up there. You know, the whole the whole. But I agree with whoever said it earlier. The whole announcement about retiring from acting is like mm-hmm. a weird thing to me. Yeah, that's kind of like, what I was asking like, about. Is like, yeah, like why why do it? Why, why not just disappear? Yeah. Yeah. Like you just want people to know. I, I it's got to be. I don't know. That it's a publicity thing. You know, yeah. like talk about this movie now because it'll be his last one. Well, what it means is he'll never. If he does quit and he stays gone, and that's the other thing. Maybe this is what you were getting at, Ronald. Is just that it could be disingenuous. It's like when a band says this is our last tour, right, right, right. and then they do another tour in ten years or right. five years or whenever they can make some money. Um, Daniel Day Lewis. I've always wondered, like, when is he going to make that? Uh, I don't know, that comedy, or when is he going to star in that, that tentpole summer franchise type film? When's he going to be a villain in a Fast and Furious movie? I, I've, I've always wondered, like, when is he going to take that role that you never would have thought he right, would have right, taken? Right. Never. I don't think he ever is. Never. Man. And now, maybe that's maybe that's really true. Do you, do yeah. you know what I, I mean? Got, I if totally you stay in the business, there's always that possibility that they're going to wave enough money under your nose, <laughs> right. and you're going to be playing Aquaman's grandfather, you know? <laughs> right. yeah. And, and Are now, you a villain in a Mortal Kombat movie? Right, or you're going to be a villain, you know, right? <laughs> or even in what a... What a very specific yeah. thing. You've thought about this. Yes. He would be so good as a villain in a Mortal Kombat Was it Kombat. Shang Tsung? Yeah. Yes. A white Shang Tsung. Well, I'd heard that they were... They were no, he wouldn't be him. white. He, he would go full method. He would go full. Yeah. God, man. How would, would he, how would he do it? He would have to, like... You don't. You have know to get how. jacked and kill people. He was like he disappears into the streets of Singapore and you know becomes part of some fighting. No, but um, no, he um, like yeah. He, but he's Tell never me about get, your research for your role. But he's never going to do how that Marvel died? villain or whatever. He's I never going to totally. do that. that. So it's like maybe that's why the announcement is because it does kind of put a capper on it. It does that's kind true. of say like maybe. yeah, yeah, you know, like and also maybe a little bit of you know hype for his next movie perhaps. Not that I think he would care that much about that, but maybe the idea of announcing it at this point in the cycle. So, I don't know. I mean, it felt calculated that it was announced at all, and I guess I don't quite understand why, but... I think I think it's really just like, you know, I think arguably his best performance is maybe a film that P.T. Anderson did. Right. And if this yeah. is going to be his last film, and if they're confident in the performance <clears throat> and of the film, it's a, obviously going to be an awards contender type film. You know, this is a long-reach publicity thing, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, what you're saying is probably also true. Like, you know, don't come at me with Bad Grandpa too. Yeah. You know, but like, you know, <laughs> I think like, you know, There Will Be Blood is probably his best performance. Um, mm-hmm. And if you're going to stop making movies, like it's it, it's an event that you're going to be doing your last one with the man who helped you make and put out one of your best, if not your right, best performance. Right. right. So it's interesting. I'm looking forward to it, obviously. Me but, too. P.T. Anderson stuff is just yeah. so good. One other thing, another news story that you guys probably can guess what it might be that kind of had, oh. its, had its conclusion today, right, right. Uh, or at least the conclusion to the upset, which is that earlier this week it was announced that uh, <laughs> Lord and Miller, the co-creators of uh, of the Last Man on Earth show with Will right. Forte on Fox, the writers and directors of the Lego Movie, mm-hmm. the writers and directors of Twenty One Jump Street and Twenty Two Jump Street. I would say that Last Man and Lego Movie are the are the the pinnacle of their style for me. Sure. But uh, interesting directors who always have like a comic energy and like a meta understanding of the genre that they're working in, but without losing the sort of emotional stakes of a, of a real story. Sure. Mm-hmm. They were announced 
you know, a year or so ago to be the directors for the Young Han Solo movie that is one of those in between the the main Star Wars trilogy films. They're doing these side stories. We've seen the first one as Rogue One. So this is like a movie that it's all these movies are going to sound kind of crummy on paper. And then they start adding names that you're interested in. And you go, OK, I didn't need a Young Han Solo film, but script by uh, Lawrence Kasdan uh, or at least co-written by Lawrence Kasdan. Um, directed by Lord and Miller, then the cast starts looking really good. This movie, I was sort of like cautiously optimistic to kind of excited to see what it would be. Mm-hmm. Hearing that that Lord and Miller were fired because their vision differed from what the studio was trying to do or their tone clashed with what the studio was trying to do isn't too big of a surprise given how crazy that experiment sounds. What's bigger uh, in terms of the surprise factor is that they were four and a half months into shooting with only about a month left of shooting. So it seems like an odd time to let them go. But it's not that scandalous to me to imagine that there would be a difference of opinion between these comedy directors right. and people who are yeah. trying to shepherd this iconic franchise. Like, I don't, I don't know why they didn't a, a reach some middle ground before Prior to it, everything yeah. started moving, you know? Sure. But here we are. Lord Miller off the project, and within a couple of days they announced their replacement, Ron Howard, who couldn't be a safer choice in terms of probably playing nicely with the studio and not trying to rock the boat too much. So... What do you guys think of this change, and how does it make you feel about the movie one way or the other? I'm disappointed, to be honest with you. I mean, but I do like Ron Howard as a director, but those last two movies that he did, the Demons and Angels yeah. and the fucking... The, the... He did Rush, and he did uh, In the okay, Heart of the Sea. Okay, Rush is good. But then he did... Uh... Heart of the Sea? No, before that, the the, the prequel to the... The, yeah, the he pre- did The Da Vinci Code da Vinci and Code. Angels and Demons. Angels and Demons and Da Vinci Code are two movies and that... And the one that came out ...are not very good summer. to me. That's right. There was a, a yeah. Inferno. 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 Those three movies. So he's a competent director. Yeah, but then he makes three movies that I think are atrocious. But when he makes big atrocious. action movies, they're not his best work. Right. So, so, I mean, are we just counting on the fact that Lucasfilm needs someone who can finish this film on schedule... Right. ...without going over budget... He's riding on rails right now, and he just has to do some things to clean it up, and then it's done. Right. Because I think I, I, I love the idea of the original directors doing it. It just sounded very... Well, here's my like, feeling on that, because I love it too, because it does sound like a choice. I think the bigger trend that makes you worry is, why is Disney slash Lucasfilm... Why are they hiring these directors who have a point of view and then second-guessing right. their point of view so late yeah. in the process? However, yeah. however, we That's are talking about essentially a producer-driven franchise. It's It's got other things supporting it, and it's got to support other things. And I know that a lot of people would say that's why these movies are not you know, real cinema. It, but I think you can also say it's like Kathleen Kennedy, who is the person at the head of Lucasfilm who makes a lot of these big decisions, she can choose between one vision or the other. And in this case, it sounded like it was a clash between Lord and Miller and Lawrence Kasdan, who's a producer on the film and co-wrote the script. And let's let's also go back and say, wrote Empire Strikes Back, uh, wrote Return of the Jedi, wrote The Force Awakens. Here's a guy who knows Star Wars. Right. This movie, this Han Solo movie, exists because when he was working on The Force Awakens, they said, we're doing these other Star Wars movies. What Star Wars movie would you like to write? Basically, Lawrence Kasdan thought about it and said, Han Solo. That is the most fun to write, and it's a character he would like to do a movie about and so forth. So the reason this movie exists is because Lawrence Kasdan, when he was given the chance to, to choose, picked right. it. Right. So the notion that his vision might be the right vision for the movie, I mean, I just can't argue against that. I, I don't like the idea of old Hollywood making safe choices and new voices being kind of shunted off to the side, but it's hard to say that Lord and Miller have a 
better grasp on what is Star Wars and what is Han That's Solo true. when the guy who's written literally 90% of Han Solo's best lines is is the other side of that coin. It's it's similar to what happened on Rogue One, but Gareth Edwards wasn't taken off the film. Yeah. You know, were they really trying to turn it into a silly comedy, which is what I keep hearing, and that the tone was just not meshing? They like to do a lot of improv and then find it in the edit. And if you're looking at raw footage from that at the studio side, that looks like a mess. Yeah. But maybe if they had let them finish their vision, it would be something magical and great that can't be gotten at any other way. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't surprise me, but it does make me feel strange about the whole process of these producer-driven franchises. And just at what point are there going to be great directors that just won't take a job working on a Star Wars film or working on something for Lucasfilm? Because it's like, do they want to be micromanaged into oblivion? Yeah, man. And they it's, will be micromanaged. It's, it's, it's that's, a scary, that's a scary conversation, man. Yeah. I mean, when you're talking about Star Wars, which, I mean, arguably the health of Star Wars has never been greater than it is right now. Right. And you know you're you're kind of you're kind of doing this thing where you're kind of keeping one foot in the old guard and one foot in the new guard, and you have like this, you're straddling this idea of a Han Solo film with Lawrence Kasdan and Lord Miller involved. It's like you can see you know Kennedy double down uh, doubling down on like whatever Kasdan was saying. Like it's like uh, something just scares me that like you know being too comfortable with what worked before. Like right. I, I get that, and like you're saying, I can't really argue that because you know he probably knows Han Solo better than anybody. Yeah. And that's probably a fact. But I don't know that I think that that means like the other vision was the wrong one. No, you no, know, not like, wrong. Right. You know, it's like what, what maybe it would have been interesting. Maybe mm-hmm. it would have breathed a new life into the character in a time in the character's life that we've never known him before. Mm-hmm. You know, like why, like, so, you know, yeah, you know Han Solo and you wrote his best lines, but you wrote his best lines and who he is at that point in those films and, and in Force Awakens and, this is not that, you know, this is yeah. what made him that. So why, I, I don't know, it scares me that like there was not enough room to find, um, not even a compromise, just like a, a just, harmony between, right. you know, what he knows to be his gospel of Han Solo and like mm-hmm. what these two really creative, really successful, you know, comic, you know, creators had maybe to say about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're totally right in the sense that like it kind of worries me that it's Star Wars that you're hearing of these issues with, like you're hearing about the Gareth Edwards mm-hmm. uh, stuff and you're hearing about the Tony Gilroy coming in and you're hearing about this now. Like Even on The Force Awakens, they threw out a script and rewrote right. it. J.J. Abrams and Lawrence Kasdan wrote right. it kind of from the ground up. And I think you can still see some marks, like a, look at the early marketing for that film and then look at the eventual film. You can see some really broad oh, sure. changes that were made. Definitely. And again, I think we're now in this age where the reshoots are part of the plan. Right. And they do that. They do correct it a lot. It's just weird when you change horses in midstream. That It yeah. looks shaky. And that's yeah. three Star Wars movies in a row under this new leadership that have had that happen. However, Force Awakens and Rogue One were both good and had a yeah. great response to totally. them. So it's like maybe we're just looking at a situation that's just not a friendly situation for for filmmakers with big ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's their big ideas are going to have to come under this giant shell. It's very rigid. It happens on the Marvel side, but I feel like on the Marvel side you hear people leaving the projects before they get yeah, in motion. Absolutely. They don't seem to be doing as much once right. it's deep in. Like Edgar Wright, yeah. That broke a lot of people's hearts when he left, but they you know, they they basically kept their schedule by getting Peyton Reed in there. I did not sense that that movie was any like lacking in personality because Edgar Wright was gone. It was just a different personality. Yeah. James Gunn seems to really flourish under that model. He's been given a long leash. So I don't know what it is on the Star Wars side of things, why why it's 
why it's tougher maybe because the pressure's on a little bit more it's Absolutely. star wars as a as a brand it, it represents something so huge yeah. and they do believe that it can hit all those quadrants but when are they going to say it's okay to make something that doesn't have to hit all those quadrants when right. are they going to say we'll spend a little bit less on this one and let it be a little small a little Absolutely. bit different I, I thought that I was thought that's what those what the side projects yeah, were going to be, right? Too. Yeah, that, so we kind of all thought that that was what the point of the side projects were to be a yeah. little off the beaten path when it comes to yeah. whatever it is that they're trying to do in the main mm-hmm. canon. Yeah. Like I thought that that was going to be something that would be a little different, something a little more like a story you would never see right. in any other way except this way that yeah. could be really small, maybe something a little more heady, maybe yeah. something a little more like delving into some of the side characters a little more deeply than the main story would so i, I don't know maybe it's not that's not the case mm-hmm. so we'll see and we also have a lot of access to information that's yeah. also a thing yeah. too this may have happened for a lot more films we, we're just hearing about it more because the information is so accessible yeah and it naturally makes us tense up a little bit i wonder how it's going to be credited i wonder if it's because <laughs> you don't typically have more than I mean, like two directors would be crazy, but three directors would be even weirder. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. Like it'd be weird if Ron Howard's name is on it and that's the only name when we know he. Came You'll know in, in like end. two weeks. Yeah, I like, guess that's like, true. Like I read that, like you know, they they're on like a hiatus to for him to look over the footage and see like you know if if they're going for it with all that stuff or like what right. they're gonna do. Mm-hmm. I feel like. <clears throat> I feel like it's a, a a matter of totality. Like they'll look at how much footage is saved from what they shot. I mean, they'll they'll have to be credited if it's like a significant amount. You yeah. know what I mean, like that's they're really like the director's guild is like really on top of that shit. Mm-hmm. Like they're very specific about what has to be you know qualified as a directing job. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens there. But I mean, if you, I wanted to use that as a way to um, transition into one of the movies I wanted to mention. Can I say one more thing yeah, about Ron yeah. Howard though? He did direct Willow, which whatever you think of that film was an yeah, attempt like to do something, but it's also under the Lucasfilm banner. So yeah. that was like an attempt at a new franchise. And also, supposedly, when The Phantom Menace was just a script, Lucas was looking at certain directors. He asked Ron oh, Howard that. to direct The Phantom okay. Menace. So again, it's it's a little bit like Ron Howard has been circling some kind of Star Wars project for a while. I don't have much of a strong opinion about Ron Howard, but whenever I hear people talking shit about him, I want to defend him and be like, these kind of workmanlike directors who just turn in a film info Focus and and essentially on time like there's something to be said for that right, but right. I think the movies of his that I really like were earlier movies like Splash I really loved uh, Parenthood when it came out oh, I was a big fan it. of that film um, so yeah I think I he's like Rush a lot I think he's had interesting films uh, yeah Rush I haven't seen Rush but I've heard good things good. about Rush so. is really good Rush is good it made my was, top like, ten visually exciting yeah. right I heard a lot of people talk the, about the, the races the, the race that. scenes are amazing and even even in the heart of the sea was not great but I mean there's a cinematic quality to it right. and you know the visuals like he he makes good looking movies too mm. and yet there's still something that's kind of dull know. about them or bland I don't know there, there is yeah I mean I fucking love Opie I've got nothing against the guy yeah. <laughs> his narration on Arrested Development is Fantastic. Top notch. <laughs> I saw where people were saying, does that mean we'll get his narration on the new Star Wars movie? Yeah. <laughs> Never tell me the odds. The odds were bad. <laughs> oh, man. Steve, what were you going to say? So this is my transition. Oh, okay. Transition. Star Wars. Can I tell you something that I'm very worried about? Okay. The director of episode nine. Oh, Ooh. yes. That's a Hashtag transition. transition. Yeah. The Book of Henry. Oh. One of the worst movies I've seen in a long, long time. Have you seen time. it, Ronald? No, but I hear that the surprise slash twist is one of the worst things. Like, 
So there's M Night in terms of surprises. But apparently Book of Henry had a surprise that it does. was fucking awful, apparently. And everybody I, mean, it, I know it, It's pretty like awful. That. It's not even just that it is awful, which is the how it's handled in the movie is right. really, okay. really it, it is startling. I need you guys to see this movie. Okay. Our listeners right. just stay away. Like you don't like we just I just need your feedback. <laughs> you need <to. laughs> so Colin Trevorrow, the guy who's directing well, he did Safe Not Guaranteed, Jurassic World. What, that was what a jump, right? Yeah, and right, then right. Uh, made this film, The Book of Henry, um, just before Jurassic World came out. And this movie was supposed to come out in the fall of 2016 for like an Oscar push, which is fucking laughable yeah. now seeing this film. <laughs> and then got pushed to this summer. It opened like a two weeks ago at this point. Mm-hmm. But um, it's a movie that's only an hour and 40 some minutes, maybe even less. Uh, feels really long. And only because, like, there is so much going on in this film. This film feels so un- unattended to. Like, I don't, I don't understand if it's the script. It's definitely the script, and it's the direction. It's everything about the film, the casting, the performances, the characters in the movie. I just cannot even make sense of where this movie is going to. It makes me angry to hear people say, even going up to it, like this is like that Amblin feel. And, mm-hmm. and, and I, I admit it, like I was saying that. Because it looked like that. Oh, okay. The trailers make it look sort of like that. Where there's this like childhood adventure thing happening. Mm-hmm. Something serious is happening, but you don't know. And when you find out what it is, <laughs> and you find out what happens to these characters, and what is really going on in the final act of this film, it's like borderline in a inappropriate like you know what i mean like it's almost like distasteful um there's a thing there's something to be said for like having these child adventure films and that have some dark themes to it or dark you know topics and that can make it kind of interesting especially if it's handled really well but man i I, damn i don't want to like say it because i want you guys to see it but i I, my point of bringing it up is only that a it's one of the worst movies i've seen in the past couple years holy shit i mean because you have to keep the perspective on what you're talking about. Yeah, you're right. talking about Oscar nominee Naomi Watts. You're talking about the kid from Midnight Special. He's going to be in It this fall. Jacob Tremblay's in it, who was just in Room. Yeah. Lee Pace is a great actor. Uh, Dean Norris is in it from Breaking Bad. Uh, Sarah Silverman's in it. Bobby Moynihan's in it. Some good performances are, are possibly somewhere that could have happened in this film. <laughs> but it does not happen at all. I got a hot take about Naomi Watts. Okay, that, and that's and, that, and that may be she fair. She is very mediocre. That may in be almost fair. everything I see her in. You may not be wrong, but my point is, is that you put anybody in a film with a script like this, or just the tone of the film right, right. is literally all over the place. Oh like, man! I, and 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 for a movie to be called The Book of Henry and the main character to be named Henry, one of the most unlikable characters, <laughs> like child Jesus. characters in a movie. You, you've ever seen I can almost guarantee yeah. it that's what I keep hearing you know like a kid that knows fucking everything mm-hmm. and acts like no 11 year old would ever act in life and there's no story around it there's no understanding about why no one else is like what the fuck is wrong with this kid <laughs> his family just treats him and everybody in the world treats him like he's just this genius who knows everything yeah. there's no story about why how like what's what's so special about him you know like there's there's gotta be something more and it's never explored um, I don't know, man. It is a fucking train wreck. It is horrible. But all that to say, <laughs> it makes me very worried all right, right, about right. episode nine. Which is Colin Trevor To be written and directed yes. by Colin Trevor. Yes. Oof. I don't know I don't know what happened, but somehow this motherfucker got a blank check 
and he is going to the bank with it because he Jurassic World getting onto that. I think it was maybe Brad Bird that recommended him for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd read somewhere. I think. What do you yeah. think about Jurassic World? We talked about it before. Frank Marshall we... produced that. Yeah. Who's Kathy Kennedy's Kathleen Kennedy's, Kathleen Kennedy's husband? Right. Yeah. And then, so yeah, when he got the right, episode right. nine gig, he had just made. Frank Marshall, like a billion bucks or whatever yeah. on... on uh, One of the top three movies of whatever, ever. Yeah. Did you like before. it? On Jurassic World, right? I think Jurassic World is fun. It's I, nothing I it like absolutely yeah. special to me, but for kind of reinvigorating a, you know, Without a property... Without the book of Henry, you, you, you're... you're you would maybe not be excited about Colin Trevorrow for episode nine, but you wouldn't be worried. Is that possible? I think so. But okay. having seen Book of Henry, I'm worried. Jurassic World is not spectacular enough to make you say this no. guy is no. like great because it's like no. it's and like you're a pretty was... optimistic person about that. Well, because the thing. thing is, the safety not guaranteed is really good. <laughs> it's very good. He didn't write that film. Okay. Okay. I think he may have a writing credit on Jurassic World. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can't remember now that I say. I that. know he's got a co-writing credit on the sequel. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, that is right. And Jay Bayana's doing that film, who I yeah. love. That sounds great. Yes. Everything I hear about Jurassic, yes. it's called something else, though. Fallen Kingdom. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, like, there's some weird thing happening where he went from directing a good film to making a big blockbuster, a, a satisfactory big blockbuster, to coming back and because of that doing this film. Which I, I just don't understand. Like it, it, it is. Uh, you, you could we could do an entire episode. <laughs> that that that. Uh, what's the episode called that we did the counselor? You were warned. You were warned. Like that is a prime episode for the <laughs> book of Henry. Take note. We'll do that later. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know, man. Like, just in terms of the conversation, thinking about the Star Wars machine and like how <clears throat> aware of what's happening with their product, right. and to see what's happening with it and 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 where it's going. It's just scary, um, and I mean, in the next few months, we'll probably start getting nuggets about you know episode nine. But it's just scary to think about like that much of a lopsided uh, product that he's putting out. Right, right. And I mean, sure, the direction of Jurassic World it would be enough to say I'm not worried per se about what like he's someone who might will... play ball actually with right. the studio exactly. Yeah, and that that's what I think is like is, is the end. But man, I don't know. I, you asked me when I saw it on our messenger thread, and I just like immediately coming out of the theater, I felt it. I felt like, you know, I don't think anything will change. Yeah. I don't think that he kind of, you know, he, he, this is not going to do anything with like what he's doing with episode nine. And maybe, hopefully, there's something more attention being paid to that. And like, mm-hmm. I hope the fuck there is. But yeah. it's just like, you can't not walk out of watching a movie like that and saying, this is the guy that's going to close out the next trilogy of well, I mean, it's one gonna, of the most beloved s- films ever. Send yeah. off uh, Leia, who is no longer able to appear in the film, obviously, yeah. even though the movie was originally going to center on Future, her. Yeah. So they're having to rewrite it already to deal with that, and they have to somehow account for her not being there without without killing her off screen. I don't know what they can possibly do, but they have said they didn't change anything about her story mm. in, in eight. episode eight. Right. So, so that's tricky. And then also... Yeah, paying off the arcs of, I mean, I'm assuming it. Some of these characters survived to the last movie, but the new characters, Kylo Ren, Rey, Finn, Poe Dameron, the, like that, that feels like a lot to put on somebody who might be whose track record might be that spot. Who's just like average. Yeah, I, I, I mean, a, if the script I, I have is a great, worry that he's that could be kind different. of average. Right, right, right. I don't know. I just wanted to get that off my chest. I wanted to say that. Well, we're in Segway Town tonight, so you know oh, what else God. was kind of average. 
maybe 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 below average for this particular this particular star but it's interesting because of the ramifications for a potential franchise but oh, the mummy mummy what do you think about that notion that they got ahead of themselves with this dark universe <laughs> oh, thing did. universal <clears throat> apparently because they were a little bit nervous about the reception of the mummy they made this big splashy announcement of all their other actors yeah. and stars they have queued up such as uh, Javier Bardem for Frankenstein's Frank monster, monster. Um, Jonathan Depp. <laughs> oh, why all of a sudden, young, young, young Jonathan Michael Depp um, uh, for uh, the Invisible Man, and then we've got Tom Cruise mm. and what's her name? I can't believe I'm Sophia. I don't know. Well, the Mummy. Yes, as the Mummy, and then there's the another assassin person. from oh, Kingsman. Russell Crowe uh, as uh, Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Which is also featured in this mummy film, and and then the movie comes out, and it critically gets drubbed, mm. um, doesn't do great at the box office. Now internationally, <laughs> domestically, it's, it's doing okay. Yeah. It's another one of those things that might survive because of that. But it's Tom Cruise, who, it's like, we associate him with striking within a certain range of success. But when you look at like his big movies of the last ten years or so. They haven't all been successes. They right. haven't all been blockbusters. They cost a lot of money. He puts a lot into them. Some of them make it back. He's still sort of a bankable name, I guess, around the world. Yeah. But he's kind of fading in terms of what he means to a movie here in the States. <clears throat> and then here is right. a movie that I think has key moments that are sort of vintage Tom Cruise that I actually did appreciate. Like seeing him get thrown around by the mummy is yeah. hilarious yeah. and fun. And his his he's playing into that sort of the jokes on him a little bit the way it was in Live, Die, Repeat. Or what was that called? Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow, yeah. Um, Love that movie. Yes. Well, I mean, Very like it's movie. it's that you know Tom Cruise is still capable of doing that type of performance. Right. I don't think he's ever been better than he is in uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, you God, know, as far so as good. playing on his persona, and the Mummy just doesn't do it as successfully. But it's this weird merger of franchise, adventure filmmaking. And this horror thing that Universal's trying to do, and a Tom Cruise movie. And so it's very bizarre, yeah. but it doesn't really point the way forward for this Dark Universe franchise at all. <clears throat> and, and Dude, they're fucked. Like, what do you do at that point? It's, you, you reassess. Yeah. Is it more, it seems more adventure than horror, and why are they presenting these horror characters? It's, it's, it's a Tom Cruise action movie. Yes, that's what it looks like. I mean, I'm all In for the mummy them. world. I'm all for them making a rougher PG-13 horror-themed action adventure movie. I mean, I'm all for that if it were to work. It's just that it didn't, it didn't click enough to work, and now it seems like a hodgepodge, you know? You, would, you didn't see it, did you? No. Okay. <clears throat> I would not, honestly, man, I would not be shocked because, like, three years ago, Dracula Untold was supposed to be the start of this whole universe. Right. And that movie bombed. Yeah. Now this is. I, honestly, man, like, I don't know how, I mean, I'm sure they're going to go forward with it somehow, but I feel like they need to reevaluate. The next one's supposed to be The Bride of Frankenstein. Like, there's rumors that Angelina Jolie, Bill mm. Condon is, a, is uh, signed on to direct it. That could be great. It could absolutely sounds great. Yeah. It's a great lineup, yeah. and 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 it's apparently supposed to be not as large of a film as like The Mummy in terms of budget and things mm. like that. That's a key right there. Like, yeah. there's no reason that these films need to cost as much as The Mummy costs. Yeah. Really, I mean, right. not every single one of them. I took Henry to see it, and he's nine, and he didn't have this association with any of the characters, and he thought it was fun. You know, he he knows when a movie's only okay, but he has fun at the movies. And I think for him, it was maybe one of the scarier movies he's gone to see, and that was the experiment for me. Was like, is he going to be creeped out by this? You know, and he, I think he had fun being a little creeped out by yeah. it. But what was funny to me was when the movie was over, he didn't understand the Jekyll and Hyde thing at all. 
It completely missed. And, and it. I realized, like, oh, he doesn't know who Jekyll and Hyde are. But but a greater thing is like it doesn't really need to be in the movie. Yeah. I, I don't even think Russell Crowe is bad in that role. It's just yeah. it it was so wedged in, and that that Doctor Jekyll character is so much there to set up how these movies might be connected. Yeah, and it just felt like this is not working. How do you? Isn't he like the Nick Fury? I he think is. He's a Nick Fury. But it's like, how this. do you do that when you've got Russell Crowe and Tom Cruise? These aren't like people, these aren't right. like quiet castings, yeah. you know? This is this is supposed to be big. When it doesn't click, how do you back off of that without everybody kind of losing face in this? Right. I, th- I think this is, this is one of those things where you... Do you know when you're in the middle of making something like this? I completely that agree with you. That it's a fucking disaster. I don't think you know. I Man, think I think you have an. I think that's the million dollar question. I don't think you do. I think I I would like to believe that there's a little bit of a a guided path to make right. a good movie. Right. And I think that Disney has gotten something when they're doing the Star Wars movies, when they're doing the Marvel movies. Those have like some formula to it, right? But if you're trying to recreate something that's been around for a very long time in different iterations, it seems very hard from scratch to make this thing work in a way that seems tangible and connects with everybody. And Tom Cruise is probably sitting in that those 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 sets like this is gonna be my move, like. He must have. Oh, by all accounts, he hearing him talk. He kind of ran movie. the the production, yeah. and again, I Which don't think that's. I don't think terrible. that's a bad thing. I don't think that's a bad thing because he's Tom Cruise, and he's his instincts can't be all bad. But he's fading. He doesn't quite yeah. know what he wants from this role. You can just feel it on screen. He doesn't quite know what he's playing. Is he playing like a a rogue, or is he playing a hero, or is he playing a good guy? Is he playing a bad guy? And and yeah, I love Tom Cruise, but he's lost his footing, man. I think he has. He's lost. Something's happened. But then we have American Made in the fall, which looks so, which good. looks good. I wish he just get back to some acting. Yeah, yeah let's just, do that. Yeah, Stop. get back to acting. Get away from these temples for a little bit. Yes, see how it feels. Kind of. Get us back in your good graces, yeah. and then yeah. give us the next movie. That well, you know, you've whatever got the Mission fuck. Impossible, <clears throat> yeah. and those movies are good. <clears throat> and those movies don't represent the kind of fatigue and fading quality that that I'm talking. The rare about. example of something possibly getting better as it goes yeah. along. Yes. Somebody right. might argue. I mean, they're they're totally entertaining, and yeah, they're great. But yeah, I I mean, like I kind of felt like I had fun at the Mummy. Like it's silly and dumb and doesn't work on so many levels. <laughs> but I, you know, I think it's that that Tom Cruise ness to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I liked. And some of the scenes you mentioned I liked. But it is very, very transparent that the movie just does not work. Yeah. And, um, like, just the... I don't want to... Ru- well, yeah, whatever. Never mind. Yeah. I don't want to... Ru- <laughs> not that I'm, like, ruining some super great secret of something. But the way it deals with the final uh, conclusion of the big battle, sort yeah. of, at the end. It's so fucking dumb to me. Yeah. Like... Not just what he does, but, like, the shot of him is, like, you have fucking Tom Cruise in your movie, and you're, like, and he's in the fucking dark. Yeah. You know, like, something dumb <laughs> like that. Like, it's just, like, that just seems like a dumb decision. Like, mm-hmm. who did this? Like, Alex, uh... Are you talking about that silhouetted shot? Yes. Oh, yeah, that's so dumb. It's so stupid. I mean, I'm not ruining anything by saying that. There's a big There's a shot at the, at the end. end. Yeah, right. No, you're not And you're not anything. supposed to see him, yeah. whatever. And you're fucking Tom Cruise, like... Whatever you are, like, let us see you. Yeah. Like, you, and, and then the next shot, he's like in a fucking, he's wrapped up. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, man, come on. Come on. <laughs> Get... Stop trying to be like clever. <laughs> you got Tom Cruise in a mummy movie, and the last, 
like 15 minutes, 10 minutes that you see him, you don't see his face. Yeah. Get the fuck and, out of and here. And there's no reason to think that anything too crazy is going on with his face. Because yeah. Because we've seen the other faces in the movie. And exactly. Like, if you're not one of the twisted, gross zombie people, you basically just have like a white face with scars <laughs> on it. Yeah, no, no. It's not like, you're right, right. Mm. It's, it's, just not, a, it's an example of like this random ass thing that we're like, we need to do that. Yeah. yeah. Let's do that. That'll yeah. keep them like, what, yeah. what's, what's up with Tom Cruise? Like, yeah. no, not me. Like, I don't know. It's Sounds so, like a so disaster. Dumb. So dumb. Well, I feel like we need a speed round at this point. There's yeah. just one movie I, can, I definitely want to get into with you guys. But before we do that, Absolutely. I wanted to get I wanted to hear from you on two movies that you saw recently. If you could okay. give us some quick takes Ba-ba-bam! on uh, All Eyes on Me and on... Uh, I think on both of us could speak about it. Baby Driver. Okay, so Baby Driver, really quickly. Edgar Wright, love his movies. Uh, the trailer does not really express and i don't think there's a really good way that you can express just the elements that this thing marries Mm -hmm. um i don't want to give anything away but it has like a gracefulness to the camera work it's almost like music yeah so the music it's almost like if you could picture this imagine la la land with action in terms of how it's filmed Mm -hmm. there's like continuous shots these amazing crane shots there's this there's this one take shot at the beginning of the movie that if you have an appreciation for one take shots, fuck. Mm-hmm. It is gorgeous. Did the crowd like it that you saw it with? Yeah, they loved okay, it. Okay. Um, one weak part about it, Jamie Foxx, not really a big fan of what he's doing. Okay. This like, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out if I still like Jamie Foxx and stuff. But the movie itself, the characters that are in it, John Hamm's a little like underplayed until the third act. But he, he he's pretty great in it. Um, the guy that plays Baby, <laughs> he's and like so Elgort. He's like a like a Elvis know. Presley sort know. of. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm trying like, to get a real like very him much still. thing yeah. of, to him. That he, he seems so bland to me in the trailers. Yeah, it, but well, I could totally believe that this is a movie that there's a reason for all of. But that. all I need to know is Edgar Wright. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's the main reason I need to see yeah. this movie. But I'm also really intrigued by. The the practical stunts and actual stunt driving oh, like that wait. that stuff sounds really cool yeah. and every time I see it I'm like yeah I can feel that that kinetic energy that you're yeah. talking about I can feel that coming through some of the marketing materials but I, nothing has really grabbed me more than just knowing this is the next Edgar Wright joint I'm more there for than that. Guardians more than Guardians the the movie is the music totally yeah. it is it is definitively there's a there's a lot of reasons that I can't talk about but. The music is this movie. It's very, very dependent on it. And the there's no way that the... The only people that could have done a trailer that really expressed it is like A24. You know what they do with like the rhythm of the 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 song, the whatever musical selection they've done, and they marry it with the footage? Okay. It's the only way you could have they could have expressed just how much the music is pivotal to some of the scenes. It's so good, man. I think it's very good. It's just, it's not a masterpiece, it. but it's... Yeah. I have a feeling very, that I might think it's a masterpiece. <laughs> it's fucking good, I, though. I, I feel very, very positive when it's, it's filmed. Fi- but it's... Fi- we, I love you, him. You have to tell yeah. me about how you think it's filmed. I will. It's, it's I will. very different I will. than anything I've ever seen. I will. In terms of action films. All, so. all eyes on me, go. All eyes on you. Trash. Yeah. Oh, okay. But, I thought you were more ambivalent. I think that it... Look, but... I love Tupac, and it has some really strong scenes. I feel like they wrote four good scenes, and they're like, let's connect these things. How? Yeah. The first half of the movie is very hard to deal with. He has an incredible 
backstory, his mom, the Black Panther Party, and all that stuff should have been done really well. And it was not done very it's well. It's glossed over, really. It's glossed over yeah. the way that his his mom is incredible. That actress is pretty good at is some Is he good parts. or does he just look like him? The latter. In my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I thought that I thought that the guy did a pretty good job of it, but watching Tupac is different. It's it's different. He's and I would love I mean, even though John Singleton's Tupac movie was supposed to have a rape scene, a jail rape scene with Tupac, which fucking bothers the shit out of me. That's just nuts. I would kind of love to see John Singleton's version of this oh, yeah. movie. Now, yeah. now that I've seen this movie, I'm like, all right, John Singleton, you get it. He's I get why you shit on this movie the way yeah. that you did. His exactly. career is nuts, though. His like, career is He's spotty, and it's yeah. weird. He's got that new show coming out that looks yeah, pretty interesting. Yeah, the cocaine. Oh, God. The... Snowfall. Snowfall. That looks great. It does. FX. But I'm, I want to see if he's... Apparently working on something. He has something. Mm. I don't know. To me, like this felt like a lifetime movie is the best it, way yeah. to describe it. It's got like that weird fucking score, and it's got those weird like slow mo shots yeah. that are like pausing on somebody so that you know like you're supposed to know this who person's that guy is. evil. Yeah, this is a we bad gotta situation. We got to talk about the death scene, not to give things away. That's he dies? fucking gospel music. Way to spoil the movie. They do got fucking yeah, gospel, right. and it's not done well. Yeah, it's really. It's very abrupt. They're like talking, and it's like. Oh! It's like very strange, chorusy, not even soulful. Yeah, fuck that movie. But I would watch it again, maybe two more times. But on Lifetime next time. <laughs> but on Lifetime. I mean, it did crazy good business. I mean, yeah. there's obviously Look, an audience wanting it has to some learn. Good yeah, scenes. It, it's there are there are a few standout scenes, and I mean, yeah. some of the live performances are like kind of they're always yeah fun scenes to watch in these kinds of films especially when you see somebody like you said John who looks just like him yeah. trying to capture some of that magnetic nature that he had you know some of them are a little better than others yeah. um, and the nostalgia of seeing the videos totally that he did. yeah yeah there's something really cool that they do that I didn't, wasn't expecting where they kind of have him in these videos which yeah. feels a little like cheating because mm-hmm. there's a lot of like that not a not a lot of good dialogue and yeah. a lot of like nostalgia remember when he did brenda's got a baby right. mm-hmm. remember when it's a lot of that and not a lot of good acting mm-hmm. which is kind of a shitty so i have a question for you sure so so he was in was he in straight out of compton that actor no as this Tupac? is a different so that's the guy that john singleton was oh, okay that's what i was trying to figure so out. john okay. singleton had picked that guy to be in the tupac movie they dropped him out of the project and also got rid of that kid the guy from Straight Outta Compton. Yes. Okay. Okay. The okay. one with the slimmer face. Yes. 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 <laughs> that looked like him. Too. Yeah, he also looked like him. I, yeah. Okay, I was trying to remember if that was the same guy or not. Right. 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 Because then I was like, that came out, and then like I don't know how long in gestation this Tupac project was, but I couldn't walk out of this movie and not feel like there's a few scenes where the guy that's playing Snoop like gets some pretty big moments in this movie. Yeah. It's like, are they going to make a movie about Snoop now? <laughs> I wonder. I mean, you know, like, it almost seems like there's like, because I, I, I thought if it was the same guy, it almost was going to be like, is there like some universe well, they're that they're to, making apparently this? Apparently they're trying to do that sort of thing. <laughs> okay. Like, they're trying to connect. Because like Notorious, a, you know, the same guy that There's like a Death Biggie. Row Records right. series that's coming out on BET that's supposed to be I read about that, similar yeah. characters or whatever the fuck, man. I don't, I don't know. It's, I, it was a strange movie, to be yeah. honest, okay. and, and it was very dismissive of the complexity complexity of him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, biopics are weird, super weird. I mean, there's such a format, and it's kind of interesting that now we're getting to the Tupac 
yeah. you know, movie, and it still falls into those biopic traps. Yeah. It sounds like. And Straight Outta Compton really was so fucking good in comparison, especially. It, there's no comparison. There's no comparison. Have you seen Straight Outta Compton? Yet? No, I need to. It's incredible. It's, yeah. it's so, so goddamn good, damn good man. Yeah, yeah, I, it, yeah. Like you can't. Yeah, that's like the first thing. Like with the screen that we saw, people were coming out. Like you could hear them talking about Straight Outta Compton. Yeah. You know, like just kind of the comparison, and that's the first thing you're thinking is like. Just the scope of the film feels completely different, and the tone, and um, there, I felt like this movie like went so many times for those like gotcha moments where you know you see the up, oh, yeah, there, there, there's uh, there's Doctor Dre, yeah, uh, or oh. there's uh, Suge Knight, yep, that's yep. him. Up, uh, oh, they're at the Mike Tyson fight, like you know they're dropping these like pieces yeah. of people or pieces of history, you know, like that's your like that's your breadcrumb that's supposed to get you to the end of this film yeah. without actually really being sure of what story of Tupac they were telling. Yeah. There's so much. And there's some sort of through line, but I, in my opinion, it's those moments. It's like yeah, yeah. these characters, oh, Snoop's got a cool scene on the plane where yeah. he gets a knife, you know, and there's like these moments like, oh, that was really cool. But what what the fuck was that scene? Like yeah. your your girlfriend, Aaron, made a comment after the screen. It was like, it just felt like a lot of scenes. It, it didn't was. feel like a movie. And she's totally right. It was a, a montage really, it, of fucking scenes where that just could... And they're anchored by those things, like yeah. the court case, the rape accusations, you know, the the shooting at the fair, you know, these like things that people know about. Like you want them to show you things you don't know about. Yes, and that's really not that present in the movie. I thought they were going to evaluate who he was as yeah, a man, totally, and they didn't do that at all. Yeah, so you're you're meh. absolutely right. Meh. So. I had one last movie that I just had to get into with you oh, guys. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. And it seems to be related to something we've talked about before. We've talked about when, when, when particularly every year or so, there's a, there's a horror movie that comes out that is marketed as the Fuck greatest movie. horror movie of the last 20 years or a horror <laughs> this masterpiece. This is a whole other episode. Or the, the scariest same. film I've ever seen. I was going to say whatever. this after he mentioned the trailer cut. With his studio. Yes, yeah. no, I was about to say, when you said that about A24 earlier, I was like, don't we know that A24 can make a bang-up trailer? However, now yeah. we know they can also make whatever trailer they want. They're hoodwinking us. Regardless of, of the movie. Twice. Well, I only know of the one, but... The Witch. The Witch. Oh, okay. The see, Witch. See, but I don't... The trailer... Oh, dude, my God, the trailer... They got and... torn apart for The Witch. Yeah. I, the fucking trailer... I guess I don't feel as lied to by The Witch oh, trailer man. because that the... movie has... But that movie has all the elements that you thought it had but from the, the trailer. But the first trailer, the first trailer for Witch was fuck... It, it was almost exactly like that one. But what I'm saying of... is that if you went to The Witch expecting a horror movie, it has the supernatural elements it has the demonic stuff it's got the stuff it's just set up differently people were disappointed that it wasn't more conventional but it wasn't it it wasn't not the movie that that they sold it as whereas i feel like it comes at night even though i don't think the trailer which uh, that's the movie we're referring to here i don't know if i said it before but it comes at night um which the trailer never got very specific to the point where you didn't really know what the horror was going to be but going to see it comes at night I really admired the filmmaking. I thought there were some great performances. I thought the the sort of the the lighting and the the the, the style that it was shot in was really cool and really evocative and it was a really interesting movie, but it's just I mean it's just it's strange how much they tried to market it as something that it's not. Even the name of the film kind of plays into that perception that it's something that it's not. And I realized that for me, I think that that the critics that are calling this a great horror film, I would make a distinction that they're not making. I think there's a difference between horror film and just film where horrible things happen. 
it, it, you know, it comes at night is a film where horrible things happen, but it's not a horror film unless you want to ex- extend that idea that human psychology is the true horror. In which case, it kind of gets you there, but still, it feels like there's way too much like dream imagery and just kind of like l- slow camera moves and things that sell the idea that this is horror. But it's not. It's not a horror film. I think the, the some. I think there's a there is a large population of people who call thrillers horror films Mm -hmm. and vice versa sometimes. And I think that we have to distinguish, especially with these two movies, which in this one, Mm -hmm. sometimes things can be presented very differently. Because what it is is the trailer is supposed to give you a vague idea of what it's about. A vague idea. In, in, In some ways, the tone. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's 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 been argued that the last two offerings that they've done have been kind of presented very differently than the actual movies are. And I'm not saying from a quality standpoint, because mm-hmm. both of those movies to me were of quality. It's just the way that they're presented initially versus what they are tends to be very... De- I don't know what the fuck that is. And like, the reason that's so surprising is because... You're hurting yourself in the long run by doing yes, that. Whatever, yes. whatever excitement you're gaining by getting people in the door, yes. you're losing that goodwill if they don't get what they thought they were coming to. Right. Now, that doesn't mean audiences <clears throat> should be sold exactly what a no. movie is by the trailer yeah, and ruin yeah. it. But what you said, the broad idea, you shouldn't go in with the wrong idea of what the movie's going to yes. be. Because then it feels like a bait and switch, and which is especially tragic if the films are good. Especially if it comes at night. It's, it comes at night was, was a... It's a thriller. It yeah. is a thriller, and it's nothing. It has horror elements in the way that people die. Mm-hmm. The subject matter is 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 something that could be considered a horrible thing, like you said. But this is not a fuck, especially after being around you two. Mm-hmm. Not a fucking <laughs> yeah, horror yeah. film. It is not. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I got a total agreement. I mean, only thing I... the idea of them shooting themselves in the foot with the way they mismarket a movie is is the problem. You know, I feel like The Witch and It Comes at Night, The Witch getting a, a cinema score of a C minus, which is horrible. Anything under B, B minus is like not good. And it comes and I got a D. So like what that is saying is what audiences that were sold the film came out of the movie thinking about the film. So I mean I think that they that correlates to expectations being something that was different than what they went in there right. wanting, you know, or, or actually what the film actually was. I think that's the problem with a lot of these things. It's almost <clears> like, you know, for a movie like the witch, which I don't know, it was like maybe like three or four, five million dollars or whatever. Mm-hmm. And this one was produced in house for like five or 6 million. So, you know, they still make money, but it's almost like you're trying to go, you're, you're trying to cast the widest net with something that, you know, is much more niche than you're like trying to make it seem. But then when you succeed at it, you you, you you obviously want it that big opening weekend. Right. Like The Witch. Yeah. You know, this one did not open anywhere near. And it's definitely, people do not forget that shit. Like, no, they I, don't. The Witch, like there was articles, there was a lot of stuff about The Witch being mismarketed. Mm-hmm. Same studio. And a very similar kind of film in, in you know, in tone and in pacing and things like that. Especially when you're selling it as... Uh, a horror film. The greatest horror film ever or, or created. A mainstream. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not even talking about the accolades. Right, right, right. I'm right. talking just about the trailer cut. Yeah. Take yes. away the accolades, the quotes, the pools, anything like that. Just show me the, the visual and the music. That's what I'm talking about. Did you, that, while, we, while watching It Comes at Night, did you stop and try to think, like, how would 
if you were trying to get people in the door to see that movie, yes. how the fuck would you market it? <laughs> right, right. It is, well, you, you're right. I mean, I, the I mean, reason I, I'm I saying that, I, Steve, is because I think you hit the nail on the head. It's, yeah. it's a much more niche film than A24 wanted it to look like. The, I don't I don't know that I have an answer. Right. I mean, it, it's a tough call, but I think in a, a boutique studio like that, that's trying to kind of have their feet in the mainstream hit winning Academy Awards, but also still fulfilling their art house uh, reputation... Yeah, like it's it. You're gonna they're gonna fuck up somewhere. Like mm-hmm. they have to be. I, I love the studio. Most of their films, I'm a huge fan of. I'm a huge fan. But I mean, coming off a year where you win a best picture thing, you need to still have movies making money. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is a film that maybe if they had marketed it differently, maybe not as like, I don't know. It's, it's all about the trailer, dude. Seriously, it really is. Like not. And it was a great it so trailer. Sca- it, was it a is great trailer. Not making it so scary looking. Like I, I, that yeah. sounds so dumb, no, but not making it so scary looking. Yeah, maybe making it look tense. Emphasize you know? the tense yes. part and right. the human part, and then let people watching it in the theater be surprised at how rough and scary exactly. it is, exactly. rather than have people thinking it's going to be wall to wall scares. And instead, I mean, because it is pretty creepy, and it, it is, is. It, 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 it you are unsettled the whole time. But I think you're right, tense is the word that I would use. It's funny that you said that before, Ronald, too, about, okay, so this movie's a horror film when it should be maybe a thriller. Yeah. And and, and um, I love him, but Jordan Peele calling his movies social thrillers yeah. makes me roll my eyes right? so hard. Like, I mean, I, I, know that it, what, I know what they're saying by yes. that, but it's so funny to me that it's a way of, and this is maybe me as a horror fan speaking, it's a way of elevating it to make it, to, to say, I don't make horror films. Yeah. I make social thrillers. Right. And, and I think that that phrase got stuck on Get Out in the press, and now I have a script for another social thriller I want to do, and I'm just thinking, like, I'll oh, just call it a horror movie. I get it. Just call no one it wants it. to admit they're making a genre film. Sure. No one yeah, wants yeah. to admit they're making a B movie, uh, no matter how well they're making it. Yeah. Um, but no, I think you're right. Like this movie, it, it has so much to offer if you are willing to kind of give into it. It's not too long. Like it comes yeah. at night. It's not a slog. Yeah. It's interesting. It really does. Like, I the people I, the people I saw it with were so not into it. That it was distracting. To yeah, me. people in the theater were were saying, "Oh, come on," and stuff like that. You know, as the, and I wanted to say, like, someone is here, like trying right. to enjoy the movie, yeah, but th- like to the point where they clap. There's a part where someone's running through the woods at some point late in the film, and a gunshot goes off, and it's a truly traumatic part of the movie. They laughed and clapped. And and said now shoot now shoot the other one like it was like oh my god the, and man. they were like yelling it at the screen and I was sitting there going like man these people are only acting like that because they came in here expecting yes. a yes. scary that is not movie, their fault and yeah. an hour and a half into it they are tired of the tone they're tired of the yeah. pace they're, now it's their fault for being assholes and and like, applauding the death of a character I think I, however I, it's it's not their fault that they came in there expecting a different yeah. movie than the one they got and that is weird that is a weird thing to do with your marketing because it's so short-sighted in yeah. the long run it's going to hurt your movie my main issue with the trailer is that the trailer makes it seem like a lot of this movie takes place at night and that's not the case <laughs> it's just not the case i mean if people knew that like the daytime was a certain amount of whatever and then it got tense at night that's not what the trailer looked the trailer yeah. made me think that the majority of this the scares and all this stuff is taking place at night in the dark in yeah, the yeah. dark yeah. there's dark corners there's and the dark contrasting corners. of the red on yes, the dark yes. like no, a lot totally. of that a lot of that a lot of like small lights in the corner and mm-hmm. th- that's not what it was why the fuck did you try to that's like a very small element of that movie yeah yeah it really is totally very small 
So when you saw that a lot of it took place in the daytime, and it could have been equally as scary, mm-hmm. was treated like that was a large part of the movie. Come on. It it made me fucking mad. <laughs> Not as mad as everybody else. Yeah. What do you think of the movie, though? If you hadn't seen the trailer and you just so saw the good. movie. So yeah. good. If, if I knew what this was, if I knew what it was, if I knew that it was not a... Not a horror film and just a suspense slash thriller. I would fucking love it, man. I thought that what it was, what it played on, was so smart, man. It felt very, like, uh, current. Mm-hmm. It felt very, like... I feel like there's there's something about uh, uh, us that makes it feel like... W- America, mm-hmm. all of this could just go under one day. Yeah. And where would we be? Yeah. What would this be? I mean, zombies, of course, or whatever this thing was, Some, could yeah, be a virus, thing. Yeah. Virus. Yeah, no, that's it, you're watching it going like, I don't know what I would do in this situation. Yeah. This is fucked. If I was any yeah. of these people, yes. I would feel so sad and fucked. Yeah. yeah. And like, you don't even blame the people. Like, the, there's extreme things being done, and you understand the motivation behind it, you know? Yeah. So, no. I but, thought Joel Edgerton was great. So like, good. I thought the movie itself was great. If it was presented in a different way i would what's his name from girls christopher abbott is that yeah. him yeah he was good too he was good you know what's good about him is he was inscrutable like there's some parts of that movie where you you aren't intended to know right. what he's about <laughs> and how much truth he's telling and if there is yeah. something being left right. out and he's got like a good like blank kind of, i don't i yeah. don't mean as a yeah. knock at all i think he's using his sort of his sort of like big eyes and his kind of like um, like a, there's something kind of vulnerable or something about his expression yeah. but you're watching him going like he could be lying every word he's saying could be a lie and i do think that that kind of paranoia the movie did a great job of evoking it yeah. but once again not does not make it a horror film no just because you have some nightmares <laughs> and to the point where i got sick of that actually i got i got a little tired of the nightmare being the way that you get yeah horror but, in, imagery into the movie and the nightmare kind of reveals i mean if if you care to know yeah it feeds into what the ending of the movie yeah, is, yeah. which is kind of cool. I, and I think there's something about that that was really smart. Well, there was a cool switcheroo somewhere in there. There's like a nightmare within a nightmare, and then you don't really know what's going on. Right. And that was kind of cool. But again, we're not talking about a movie that's about nightmares. We're talking about a movie that doesn't have any supernatural yeah. elements in it. Spoiler. Uh, and And the only points where you think maybe there is something going on that's more traditional horror... It's because someone's having a nightmare. Now, I feel like that's a cheap trick to like use that imagery to market the movie when yeah. that's it is definitely not yeah. part of the movie. Really. I promise you, when this hits like Netflix, Amazon, VOD, <clears throat> it's going to do really well because all you're going to be looking at is a poster and a description, mm-hmm. and you're going to oh oh shit, I I'd never heard of this movie. A lot of people, it went over people's heads. People are going to watch this movie and enjoy it. If they're just seeing a poster in a description. Maybe. So his cinema score is D. D. Fuck. That's and, horrible. And it's like 86% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I mean, but that's like... But I'm just saying, yeah. like, that's yeah. a story every time. The difference between people that are seeing this movie and reviewing yeah. it versus people that are being asked, more or less, how did this movie meet your expectations? Yeah. Mm. It's like, that's really bad. That's yeah. like a real misstep. I couldn't agree more. And and the mistake was cutting an awesome trailer. I mean, that's what the weird thing about right. it. Like, but I guess we can't say it's awesome if no. it's not selling the real no. movie. No, I mean, like, I think an awesome trailer can exist in various forms. I yeah. mean, like, I feel like you just said, like, or when you asked me, like, I think yeah. sell how tense and uncomfortable the movie is. Don't sell, like, yeah. sell the paranoia right. of the film. Absolutely. Don't sell the jump scares that aren't in the movie. And that you some, know, and like, with the title. 
making yeah. you think that something is going to be coming at night. I don't know yeah. how many people walked out of our screening asking, like, so what came? Like, yeah. what was it? <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. oh, fuck. That young couple was boning at one point. Yeah, yeah. It did come <laughs> That was night. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's almost like... I think, I think, I think it was the son. I think it was having, like, uh, what is it called? <laughs> Nocturnal emissions every yeah. night. Yeah. <laughs> he was having those sweet, sweet booby dreams and coming all over his <laughs> sheets. You ever see that Mrs. Doubtfire... That film, yeah. That's when it's shot as a, it's That's edited, a trailer. The trailer edited as a horror film. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what this was. You know what though? I would love to see someone. Have they done it with the witch yet? Someone should make a trailer, like when this movie comes out on on DVD or well, DVD. When this movie comes out on home video, someone it comes should on like Betamax. Yeah, someone should <laughs> someone should edit an honest. I mean, not like an honest, honest trailer trailers. where it's intended to knock it or whatever. Right, but right. Like, like just a, make a trailer like a totally that actually markets yeah. the movie. That right. would be interesting. That would be interesting. And I would like to see that for The Witch too because in both cases it wouldn't change too much. Right. It like would... you might even use a lot of the same shots. You would just you would just not try to... The editing would be different. Trick people. Yeah. That's what it is. It's just tricking people. It's just tricking people. Tricksters. That'd be like going to see like Spider-Man and, and, he's, and he doesn't help anybody. <laughs> and then be like what the fuck is up with all these people this isn't a superhero <laughs> movie at all it's a coming of age story you know that's kind of what it's like you know it's like I just don't see how they think that it benefits them to do that like at what point in the chain did someone not say but this isn't a horror film so it's <laughs> yeah even though my, my scope of horror allows for a movie like It Comes at Night or The right. Witch to be in it but still we're talking about like and also, again, you were saying you're not talking about the accolades, Steve, but that is a big part oh, of it too. That that it's a whole other part of the conversation. That to the point where now, when I see that, I just assume it's bullshit. You tune it out, try. Yeah, I just assume it's like these are a bunch of festival critics that don't watch a lot of horror films, and this is well made. Yep. Yeah. And it tricked them into thinking that they had seen the best horror film anyone's ever made because who. How could a horror film be well made, Ronald? <laughs> it, that's what's shitty. It must be one of the best ever. It's people that don't respect the genre yeah. who come into it as this artsy thing because A24 put it out. They're impressed by this these elements of like yeah. maybe horror. And they're like, oh my God, this is this is revolutionary. I've never seen anything. When there's plenty of horror films you can see that have elements that this trailer had. I don't know. It's a little bougie. Yeah. A24, you're bougie bougie man you're slipping <laughs> god damn it any other random ones you guys have seen i don't know i've seen so many movies i feel like we shit on a lot of movies today though <laughs> i do i feel like it's a good theme for this episode is that right. we're kind of uh we're kind of salty salty ketchup um not the low sodium variety no 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 right, no right, no, right. no no this is high sodium high sodium ketchup extra sodium yeah <laughs> i eat your sodium did you see when it all the the Joe Swanberg movie? Yep. Liked it. I liked it. Quite a bit. It's fun. It was a fun movie. Yep. Shimmer Lake recommended it on Netflix. What are you laughing about? Do you see it? No, the name. <laughs> it's pretty good, actually. Shimmer Lake. I like Shimmer Lake. Shimmer Lake. I liked it. I like it. Uh, Benjamin Walker, uh, Rain Wilson. Oh, that's the crime. Yeah, it's basically it's a crime mystery drama thriller told in reverse order for the days of the week so it starts on friday and goes to monday and oh, like okay. piecing the mystery together like what happened it has all those comedic actors that yeah. are doing serious okay i gotta yeah. check that out uh yeah, i can't so. remember all their names adam pally's in it adam, i love adam pally uh ron livingston 
yeah, it's I I was surprised. I really dug it. It's like a Netflix original movie. It's written and directed by the guy that wrote and possibly directed the next Cloverfield universe movie that mm-hmm. comes out this fall. Um, or in something, but that was pretty good. Um, I don't know, that's pretty much the only other one I was going to say. We talked about, did I say how bad Baywatch was? No. No. Holy God, fuck, that movie's bad. I heard, I heard. Holy crap, that's so bad. <laughs> yeah, so that's all I got. Cool. All right. I'm excited about a couple things that are coming up. John, I am so excited for War for the Planet of the Apes. Oh my God, me too. I uh, cannot contain my excitement. It drives me nuts. You know, people have already seen it. That there, I know, I there was, was invited to see it Ugh. Wednesday night. And I had to cover another screening. I would have just dropped out of that one. I'm I not. I, I, need, I need the money. Right I get on. it. I get it. But but seeing other people post about it and knowing <laughs> that I could have seen it like three weeks earlier, whatever it is. But I that was like one of my biggest movies of the summer, and like everything is so positive, and I don't doubt it. Yeah, I cannot wait to see that film. We've said it, but it's kind of quietly. One of the one of the best franchises that's been going in Absolutely. recent years. So I mean, yeah, one of the best. Trilogies. It's like you hear the advanced word being positive, and you just believe it. Absolutely, because they don't seem to be trying for anything ex- super extravagant. I mean, it's like it's really well made stuff, but it's like there's something about it that just feels like they're there's like a humility. I don't totally. know something about it that feels different than all the other tent poles where they really well, try to puff it up. You sent me an article about Matt Reeves and him talking about the Batman and like. That you know, having these films that are about characters and like, what, what was the? It was he was talking about Hitchcock. Hitchcock. He was basically yeah. saying too that you're in the mind of a particular character. Right. That your movie's about a point of view, and that seems to be absolutely what's happening with Caesar in this yeah. film, from everything mm-hmm. I've heard and even the trailers. Um, but it's also yeah that it's not trying to divide between like a human character that you sort of sort yeah. of are sympathetic for. That it's much more about the ape story through yeah. through Caesar. But I was saying, there's nothing coming from working sort of in the industry, like when I had out of college. There's nothing more encouraging to me when you see a big studio screen a movie like that for press. So far in advance. Three, four weeks out from its big summer tentpole release. They know they fucking have something. Yeah. And that makes me so excited. I can't wait to see that movie. I think... Obviously, the story is amazing. It's one of the only movies that I respect visually, kind of marrying yeah. live action with computer generated people. Seeing stunning the apes besides the beside the people, it gets better and better. It does, and they, they've done all. They've done dark. They've done the the darkest of night. They've mm-hmm. done in the middle of the day. They've done in the, the snow. Brightest, in the you snow. know, like yeah. and it still looks. Re- it looks like there's yeah. actually upright apes doing these amazing mm-hmm. things. So, yeah. can't wait. All that combined with just the story being as incredible as it has been. So I'm, I'm excited. I I don't talk about it quite as much. I, I, yeah. But I I think it's just one of those things that you used to a, qu- a quality. It's like. Over the past couple of years, you've I've seen movies that have been kind of like, oh, how's it gonna be? Every time I come into this franchise, it's always consistently good. I've it never... really is. There's on paper, there's a lot of like concern for like how would this work, like a prequel trilogy to right. it's, I was... you know to, to this this franchise. It's like mm, I don't know about that, but yeah, you're right. Like you just kind of come back, and I actually recently rewatched Dawn and Rise, and like, man, they are so good. They still work. Yeah, they're yeah. so good. And Andy Serkis's work as Caesar is just like. 
that's one of the big things I'm excited to see, like just how it's elevated. I've heard nothing but amazing things. Yeah, especially when you know that it's about that character. Yeah. He's done such a great job of developing that. Totally. So see, there's a good word of encouragement at the end of a, a, sea, of, a sea of meh and <laughs> things we, we have reservations about. It's good to end on something we're looking forward to. Yeah. Hopefully we can talk about that one when it comes out. Oh, I can't wait. But uh, yeah, so that that's this ketchup episode. The the high sodium yes. version of ketchup. Um, Moviesmovie.com. You can find past episodes or the podcast app of your choice. Um, uh, you can also hit the site and join us on Facebook if you want to follow some news updates that we post every once in a while. John throws some funny pictures up there every once in a while. Yeah, once every um, month or so. Yeah, like a, <laughs> once a month. Like if you turn your notifications on, you'll get like once. And we're rounding up to one. It's a thrill though. Yeah, when it goes really out. Really yeah. good. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and if you just like have any questions, suggestions for episodes, you can message us on Facebook or uh, email us at movieshmovie at gmail And in two weeks, we'll be dropping an episode where we are kind of getting into talking about some of the recent uh, true crime documentary films series on streaming services podcasts just everywhere we're getting our media these days it seems like there's some really interesting uh stories being told through the documentary true crime format mm-hmm. and we're going to kind of talk about some of those and that'll be mm-hmm. in, a, in a couple weeks cool but um as always you've made our day take care bye bye